Welcome back to Tip Today. It's time to speak to Muriel Cuddy, CEO of Marito 8020 in Clonmel. Good morning to you, Muriel. Morning, Fran. How are you today? Happy New Year and all that. <laughs> and all of that kind of thing. And you know, the subject we're going to talk about today, it is so apt because there's a certain amount of stress to the new year because we have expectations and all sorts of stuff. It's funny, it? isn't it, Fran? Because um, for the last two weeks or whatever, even at Linux since I went back, there's probably about 10 different topics that I could bring and I could talk about. But there's one that kept coming up and even like outside of the clinic talking to people or whatever is, you know, it's January. Nobody wants to do the New Year's resolutions or whatever, but everybody seems to be stressed on some level or another. People are struggling and I think the cold weather in the mornings and everything oh, I know. in the last couple of days has just been like misery. So the stress piece for me is, is it's it's massive. And, and is like, it worse than other years, do you think? I, I really do think it is. I thought, like, we said it last year, like yeah. we, we said like the some people were like wasps and you remember all of that <laughs> piece or whatever. But like, yeah. it's not they're like wasps. I just think people are not able to cope on the same level that they were able to cope before. So that for me, it's the coping mechanisms and like, I'm no different. You're no different. I think we're all kind of in the same space, like say, like kids and work and all the different bits and pieces. But if you don't find ways to cope, your body does break down. So I suppose for me, that's the side of it as in, I have to find coping mechanisms for my stress um, and for me to be able to help other people, um, mm. you know, find out like where it's coming from or whatever. And like stress and anxiety, like the feeling, the butterfly feelings that you get yes. in your stomach before something important, say like, you know that even before you switch on mm. the mic in the morning or whatever, that's all fine. It's it's literally, it's the chronic stress. It's the daily chronic stress that drip feeds the cortisol down into the gut like all day long. That's the stress that has, I suppose, the... the, the um, um, consequences that we don't want, the chronic illness. And like that causes like the inability to concentrate, you know, the different things like the frequent colds, the flus, the pains, the aches, the mood, the difficulty sleeping, the fatigue, you know, all of that. And it's funny because I was perfect all last year. So the, I had a full year, I never got sick. Christmas night, so we were out for breakfast, came home or whatever and put the pyjamas on. And literally within a couple of hours, I was sick. And I got that dose that was going. It's incredible, isn't and it? And I yeah. was dying for like three and or four or five you know, days. I don't know how many people have said that to me. It happened yeah. to my daughter when she stopped uh, yeah. uh, teaching again for the break. It happened to Francis O'Hanlon, who was our financial um, a person here as well. It's, isn't that amazing? It, it's just the minute your system goes down, the minute you actually decide to take a break. So it actually shows I would have thought I was fine coming into Christmas this year. Yeah. But the minute my system went down, I obviously wasn't. I My body was definitely going on adrenaline for the month of December or whatever. And when I decided to let my brain relax and come down straight away then. I, and what is that, Muriel? Is that the body allowing itself to reset in some way. No, I actually think it's the body's way of telling you you've been doing too much. Okay. You have been too stressed. You right. know, like you're wide open to getting anything that's there. Um, it was already in the house. So if I had a good, strong immune system and I hadn't been running on nothing, it off. I yeah. probably wouldn't have gotten it at yeah. all. You know, but yeah, my I knew my system was down. And the minute it hit me then, it hit me like a ton right. of bricks, literally. So what can we do? So I suppose, first of all, I just, I want to talk a little um, as in how it affects the body. So the emotional symptoms of stress. So if somebody's wondering, am I stressed or not? How does it look like or whatever? So the emotional symptoms are, if you become easily agitated, frustrated or 
moody. And I think that can happen us all at some stage or another. That means you're stressed, right? Feeling overwhelmed as if you're losing control or you need to take control, right? Um, having a hard time relaxing or quieting your mind. And that kind of feeds in even to the other side of the food side. So how do you relax is with a glass of wine? Are you eating the wrong foods? Yeah. Which again weakens the immune system. Um, feeling bad about yourself. You know, the low self-esteem, feeling lonely, worthless, depressed, that kind of thing. And that's another side again. It feeds into the wine and the, the, the foods and everything. And I've gotten this a lot even in the last couple of days of people that are coming through a clinic and they're saying to me, I don't want to get dressed you know, I'm coming out and I'm dressing and putting the face on because I have to go to work or whatever and I just can't wait to get home again, you know. So your mindset isn't right if that's happening. You know, you should be able to get through those few hours of the day without thinking like that. Avoiding others, that's one of the big one of the big ones. People don't want to talk or they're literally crossing the road, you know, in case they have to talk to someone. And then the physical sign, so low energy. And that, again, is a January thing. The headaches, the upset stomach, so the diarrhoea, constipation, a lot acid reflux, that, and, like, stress causes that without any of the other, like, foods or whatever. And the minute you have the acid reflux, diarrhoea, etc., and we don't feel well, of course, then we'll drink more alcohol we eat more wrong foods so we kind so of it's a cycle yeah we exacerbate yeah. the problem whatever yeah. um, the aches and pains again the tense muscle chest pain rapid heartbeat um, and that's one of the big ones and I got asked that a lot even and even when I got sick it was funny because I had chest pain on two sides here and yeah and I was wondering was it it actually turned out it was pneumonia that I had right so that's where my chest pain came from but you, you try and work back even yourself even like me knowing the world I mean and knowing what I'm doing I knew I wasn't stressed I knew there was nothing there but you still worry about yourself when you feel symptoms or signs or something that you've never yeah. had before that's really stress related or can be real stress related so you have to really watch that one insomnia so can't sleep at night if you wake at two o'clock at night and you've the intermittent sleep and then you're banjaxed by five or six o'clock in the morning and that of course then puts you to do all the wrong things again during the day because you need the quick sugar fix of your croissant and red bull to start your day and stuff like that frequent colds and infections your immune system has gone down because of stress um, nervousness and shaking um, ringing in the ears cold or sweaty hands and feet and, and people don't see that as a sign of stress but that nervousness you know of even the talking to people and whatever that's again is, is a major sign dry mouth hard time swallowing clenching your jaw grinding your teeth all signs of stress your physical signs and then you have the cognitive signs so this, I suppose, again, um, this is even more to the fore, the cognitive science, the constant worrying. So the, the fact that you can't switch off. Mm. And, you know, I don't know the racing thoughts on that. Does anybody that's listening do anything along the lines of manifestation or, you know, the universe or whatever? Because it all helps with these cognitive signs, the forget- forgetfulness and disorganisation, the in- inability to focus, the poor judgment, be- being pessimistic all the time, just seeing the negative side of everything. These are all stress-related signs. And I suppose every one of us at some stage um, have certain ones or whatever. And some of them are OK. But if you have a lot of these, that you're taking a lot of these boxes, Fran, you're in trouble. Your body is in trouble. Mm. And I do find... I think I'm almost ticking every I've one bought, of those. Yeah, you're nodding boxes. away at me here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what the cognitive ones... I really feel um, the manifestation piece comes in there that you have to change your mindset in relation to it. That you actually like, and there are behavioural ones as well, like the behavioural ones before we go back to, we'll go back to that. Your change is an appetite. So if you're overeating or you have no appetite at all, procrastinating and avoiding responsibilities. So like we all know in January, there's a million different things that we need yep. to do and to try and motivate ourselves to do it. And then when, when you don't do it, you're killing yourself by the time you go to bed or get up the next day, you know, more use of alcohol, drugs or cigarettes and the nervous behaviours that you might never have had before, like biting the nails, fidgeting, um, pacing the floor, this kind of thing. And I think the older we get, the more stressed we become, the more of these come to the fore. 
and the harder we find to um, cope with them and the more our body breaks down. So like the cardiovascular problems, you know, like the the um, build up in the arteries, like all of that kind of thing, that all comes to the fore with them. So I spoke there, yeah, a second ago about manifestation. Mm. So do you do anything in relation to manifestation, Fran? No, I, I did at one stage. Uh, just to explain exactly what it is, that's where you see a, a positive outcome. Yeah, you see it? a positive. Well, it's, 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 it's not even you, you see it. You, you are it. You become it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've, do, I do a lot, not more of this lately, because I have to, because in the world I am, I'm in, I see so many people with problems to get yourself out of there, your head out of that side of it. Yes. And then get yourself into the family side of it, whatever. And I suppose I stress. So you're either born a stressy person or you're not. Mm. And it would be in the nature of our family to stress. So um, I would always have worried before there was a worry if that makes sense, yes. and, and worry about a worry or yeah, whatever. Course, yeah. And I think in the last five or six months, I'm getting better in because of the manifestation piece, as in you see yourself doing something, you are doing it. Like say, um, I, I want something, I can see say maybe a new doctor in the practice or, you know, she's here, this is what she looks like. You see yourself doing things, like if you're worrying about the kids or whatever, like he is okay. Like I can see him and mm. he's doing whatever it is. You take yourself out of the worry, will it be okay? Um, I wonder, I wonder, I'm worried about this. You don't say I'm worried about it. Like you, you flip it around and like you, you use the more the optimistic side. But with manifestation, it has already happened. Okay. So you have to talk to yourself in the, in like in, I suppose nearly in the future, but it has happened and it has happened in the positive. But does that mean then that the opposite can happen as well, that you're manifesting negative stuff? Well, don't na- manifest the ne- negative stuff. Like sure, you see but, but the positive stuff. But we tend stuff. to do that but by we do. Being That's, warriors Well, the more we worry and the more we over-worry, yeah. yes, like you have a better chance of the negative happening, haven't you? Like if you're going to worry about things. It's funny because this is one of the things like, you you know, you were saying to me there like, what can we do to help mm. or what can we do to overcome it? But like, uh, if you overthink things, if you write it all down, so say for the last three or four days or say for now, what day, today, Thursday, say whatever, say for the next four or five days, right? You write down everything you're worrying about. So the minute you have a worry, write it down. The minute you have a fear about something, write it down, right? And, and you're going to worry all day long about it or whatever. Come to next Thursday or whatever, take back out your book of the things you wrote down. How many actually happened? So how many of the things that we overstress about and overworry about actually happen? You know, like we procrastinate so few of them, yeah. and we do so few yeah. of them. And yeah. like I found that last year, especially opening a new business and everything for the first 12 months of the year, I possibly worried about everything. Mm. Like even before it opened, would we get this in on time? Would we get that in on time? Every client coming through, every meeting I had, every bank thing, every single thing I possibly worried about for the first. And then I realised everything I'm worrying about, it's not happening. Mm. Like, mm. But they, it can rob your joy. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. And it causes stress and it can cause chronic stress yes. because you're overthinking all the time. You wake up at night and you're thinking like of 50 different things you haven't done or the things that are going to happen the next day and you're you're trying to walk yourself through different meetings and walk yourself through different things and like none of the things that I walked myself through happened as I would have thought it hap- was going to happen so now I do it the other way around I try and do things right that when I'm going to bed I switch off going to bed so I put the phone away I'm in bed possibly by half nine or whatever and I fall asleep and try and keep my mind clear if I can at all if I wake up I try and do the things you're supposed to do feel the weight of the blanket on you clear your head with the breathing and stuff like that and I know it might sound to to some it sounds faffy but the more often you do it it becomes a habit Right. and I'm starting to clear my head 
that at night my head isn't racing down 10 different rabbit holes, that I'm not waking up in the morning. And, and Muriel, what about when you wake up, where sometimes you allow yourself then to be assaulted by a whole load of worries about the day ahead and yeah. stuff? I mean, you have to clear your mind. You have yeah. to get yourself like, it's, it's, isn't it simple things like, you know, the way we talk about even friendships and stuff, Fran, and we say like, say, and this is January, so if anyone that's listening today takes even one thing from what we're talking mm. about that'll make a difference or takes one thing every week that'll make a difference there's one thing I've really found you know toxic friendships are drainers yeah. people in your world that literally like if you say it's raining oh no it's not you know they'll just no matter what mm. you say they'll have an answer that's in the negative for you so I have really found you have to move them you have to move away from them you have to be ruthless about it you really have to like this is 2024 so if yeah. you're going to make any decisions this year to do one thing get even if, even if it's family like I mm. kind of don't care how close they are in your world if they're dragging you down constantly you have no choice because you can't move forward and mm. like manifestation piece will even tell you that like you have to work it's, like it's sort of a high vibration and if you have somebody in your world that keeps you down at this low level the whole time and they're they're knocking you and people don't like harsh people lots of times they want to see you succeed mm, they don't want to see you slim yeah. they don't want to see you happy they don't want to see you making a success of yourself so like if you have people like that in your world you have to move away from them yeah I That's, call them uh, energy vampires oh totally yeah. totally yeah so for me that would probably be the first one right um you catch happy vibes from happy people, you know. So, like, mm. if you have happy people in your world, you have a laugh with them. Yeah. You draw, bring yourself closer, draw yourself towards them. And if it's only like picking up the phone, we're really bad at picking up the phone saying to somebody, will you come for a coffee? Do you fancy whatever? Mm. We're all so busy to make the time for that hour when you sit down with somebody that you like, that has a nice way about and whatever. You get up and you walk away and you feel so good about yourself, don't you? So, like, if it's somebody that was in your world two years ago, bring him back in again. Mm. You know, whatever reason, we moved apart from people with COVID and things like that. The other thing is that, again, it's January, so forget about your New Year's resolutions, but talk about, like, your hobbies. So we would sort of kind of say, live it out. So what do you love doing? Do you know, like... For, for some somebody like it could be like making a jigsaw mm. but things that you haven't but done for do more of it you do more of what yeah. you love doing it's a hobby it's not don't put it in like a new res- resolution like I need to go for a walk I need to whatever if there's something you love doing bring that back into your world immediately like um, we talk about like exercise you know yoga and all of that kind of thing like, like it's a chore mm. But like sometimes things like that, if you actually think of them as, no, I'm actually going to go to enjoy it. Yes, it's, it's not, my time. It's my time. Yeah. And I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not going to actually go in and I'm going to, you know, have to put myself in 10 different positions I can't. Mm. I'm just going to go and relax. You know, and even when you do something like that, you're you're connecting with people that are in, like in a like-minded space because they're there for a reason. And somebody said to me this morning, um, she said, you're lucky you're slim. You're lucky you're whatever. And I said, well, it's not really a look thing. Like, I have to work just as hard as everybody else on every single piece of my world. Like, be it, say, whether it's my weight, whether it's my mind, whether it's whatever. I said, Sunday night, I would have loved a glass of wine. Mm. I didn't have a glass of wine on Sunday night because I knew the week that I had ahead, I knew that I had to get myself back into the space of being well and whatever. And once you get over the first night, you're into the second and then you're fine and everything's grand and you kind of get yourself back to normal. But I have to work on it just as hard as anyone else. It doesn't mm. come easily that you jump out of bed in the morning and just this is like, this is par for the course, you know. Mm. So we're all in the same space. You just have to reach out to others. And if you're in a good mindset yourself, help them. Because when they're, when you're in the bad mindset, you have and, somebody you can reach out and to. And for people who would have the cluttered mind that you described there, just just in, in simple terms, give, give us a couple of steps that people could take 
today or tomorrow? Well, I think you journal your fears anyway. That's number one. Okay. So like, write, write them down. You write down the journal. And that is powerful, is it? Uh, totally. Because like, if you write them down and you look back at how many things actually happened. And the other thing is, when you write them down, you're kind of expressing them. So straight away, they don't seem as bad as what they actually do when they're inside yes. in your head. That's okay. one of the biggest things. The other thing then is connect and disconnect, if that makes sense. So you're connecting with the friends, but you're disconnecting from the social media piece. You have to do that. Yeah. You have to do that. Like, if you look at your phone, you see like it's coming up 10 hours spent on it this week. Make sure that that's coming back like to seven hours or something like right. that, because it's rubbish. It's nonsense. Like what we're seeing on social media. Listen to the news once a day. What else are we getting from social media? Like unless you need to build a business through Instagram or you need to do social media for yes, work. You don't need to be on it You don't all need to be on time. it all well, the time. Well, it's no benefit. I well, suppose. you see even with our kids, it's driving yeah. them insane. Yeah. Like, the things they're picking up and they're learning, they're on it like my lads literally are walking into doors at home with the phone yeah. in their hand, you know, so social media and for them, if they're, they're youngsters and they can do 10 different things, for us as older people, we don't need it. Um, eat a smart, eat a smart, I said snack, but I actually mean, I suppose, more diet as in 70% of the time just pick the right foods and do the other stuff. And I know I bleat on about it all the time, but if you're going to do one good thing with your food, pick the brown bread instead of the white. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Cut the alcohol even two nights a week. Don't kill yourself over it, but just just become aware. So if you start becoming aware of what you're putting into your body, because it's the biggest thing that makes us feel awful. Yes. So if we have a really bad day, we go to bed feeling awful, we can't sleep all night, and we wake up the next day feeling awful, and then the cycle just continues on. So if you can just do it the small steps right, that's mm. one of the biggest things. There's nothing like a good day, is there? You know that you do things right for a day, and how good you feel when you go home. Mm. And then it's, you undo it's all... It's achievement, It's an it? achievement, yeah. 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 And you, but you know when you go home then, and you're knackered and then you do it all wrong because you eat everything that's in the press or whatever, go to bed. So for the month of January, go and get into bed. Have a shower, put on the pyjamas, put on the blanket, even if it's a book or whatever, or if you're still thinking of food or still thinking of the wrong things, turn off the light and go sleep. Hmm. Literally. And even if you do that once or twice a week, you're definitely going so to... So it's one day at a time. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Get through the day and go to bed. That's literally. The other thing is in January again, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really giving myself a pat on the back for this one, right? <laughs> it's the chores thing, right? Yeah. The house up to 90. So I the Christmas decorations normally come down in our house like after Stevens's day or as close to it as I can literally get because they're gone up so early. The houses stink. This year it didn't happen, right? So I the boys made me leave them up until the 5th or 6th of January. So they came down on Sunday. So the whole house was cleaned to within an inch of its life. All the decorations came down and I started doing the rooms as in the presses or whatever. Pick a chore. Pick the... All the... I won't say the bad word of the S word. Pick all the things that are in your head since last September of the things that need to be done. The ones you've put off. Do yeah. one a week. Okay. Just start on one and say to yourself, right, it's going to be done by the weekend. You're clearing your head. Like a clutter-free house, a clutter-free mind, they say that. So that's simple. If you don't want to do the exercise piece, stretch. Hmm. Just something as simple as where you're sitting there at the desk, Fran, hands up over the head, you know, just reach out, stand up, stretch. Things as simple as that. Like a simple walk. Like even if you you don't like walking, but you go into town and decide to yourself, I'm going to have a walk around town. Mm. I haven't walked around town in how long? Like when was the last time you actually downed tools that you walked around that you weren't working? So mm. say like God, Nina, Clonmel, Tipperary, any of the towns when. that you work yeah. in. Yeah. When did you last just put your hands in your pockets and walk around town? I can't even remember when. Yeah, yes. that you'd actually see the shops that have opened and closed, see the people in them, smile at people. Not even stop for a chat or stop for a chat. I haven't done it in Clonmel in, I'm working 
mm. like right in the middle of town and bar to walk out and get my lunch and walk back down to work again. I haven't done that. So things like that and I plan on doing it. So it doesn't have to be like a walk that takes me 10 miles down the blue way. Yeah. An hour around town. And then you've got your, you know. Yeah. Other things is, I, and I know I said this and I'm useless at this and I'm definitely going to do it this year is like plan a getaway. Even if it's a day of a getaway, the journey going wherever, Kildare Village, um, if you can't afford whatever, you can still plan a getaway somewhere for a day. What, to look forward to something? Just to look forward to something. Put a day in that you're booking a day out. Like Mm. um, if you're at home and you're caring or you're whatever, can you pull somebody in that you can actually say, listen, I've got to go somewhere. You don't Mm. have to tell them where you're going. Mm. It can be an appointment, it can be whatever, to get somebody to mind your world behind you. If you only just go away for a day and it's a massage that you mm. actually just have a massage and then you go and you do the walk around and you have your lunch. We're not kind enough to ourselves. We are too busy. We have too many things going on. We think of 50 other people all the time. So if you're one of those people, plan that getaway. It doesn't have to be like mm. a week in the sun or whatever. But even that day and do it in January and then do it again in February and start doing it. You look forward to it. That's 12 days in but, the year. And everything you're saying is doable and that's that's the point isn't it? And it doesn't cost us money yeah. it doesn't it's like it's taken back the power I suppose it's taken back your own power to make yourself positive we are living in the negative and while we live in the negative we're going to become more unwell we have all the tools there to become more positive but if we don't work on our mindset it's not going to happen and I know it sounds a bit like the counselling piece or whatever it's not it's there and it's doable and you can choose to live in a really unhappy world and a really unhappy space and be dead by the time you're 74, 75 or whatever age it is. Say for us, that only gives you 10 years and it gives me 20. So like, <laughs> or you can actually choose to be happy mm. for the next 20 years and surround yourself with happy people. It's up to us. Like you, nobody can do it for you. I can't do it for you, Fran. Mm. I can tell you about it and talk about it and nobody can do it for me. So I know myself, I have to do it for myself. Mammy died at 72, Daddy died at 69 that's really to the forefront in my mind. Last year was a tough enough year. So I just feel myself, I can make this year as tough as I want or I can make it as happy as I want. So I have to decide, yeah. So it's it's great advice. You yeah. won't know me in a couple of months' time. You know that, don't you? Um, if people want to talk to you or the team, Muriel, how can they do that? Yes, so our number is 05261 or com. All right, great to see you as always, Muriel. Thanks, Thanks very friend. much. Now for this week's uh, Down Your Way programme, Eamon O'Dwyer is in Pat Cullen's kitchen in lovely Lockmore for the crack and for the banter as well. Uh, Let's uh, give you a little taster of what you can expect on Saturday morning. Uh, In this case, uh, Eamon was speaking to Patricia, Pat's wife. Well, we go back a long way because, as he said, I was at school with his sister. (laughs) And that's how I met him in 1961. It's the first time I met him, so it's a long time. Did you go and keep an eye on him at the matches and all that? No. No. <laughs> no, I'm strictly Kilkenny. He's different. Yeah. No change, will it? No, no, no. You're not enough for Tipperary at all? Oh, well, I have, yeah, but I mean, uh, I'm Kilkenny woman to the core and that's it. Oh, I see. Sorry about that. No. It's not on me, lads, isn't it? How are we going to cope with that for the evening? Listen, nice of you, it's been down your way. Thank you very much. Absolutely good. Good to be with us. Tom McGrath is over here, around the corner. How are you doing, Tom? Great, Helen. Thanks very much. Yeah, good to be a good friend of Pat's. Oh, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, were you one of the lads at the meeting so you wouldn't take advice from you? I know. I mean, I time, no, no, you didn't give. You trusted Pat Cullen well enough and knew him long enough to trust him that what Pat Cullen done was for the best of the parish. And, you know, Pat was. Parish was parish. And, you know, you wore your heart on your sleeve and he was one of the originals. 
and you know, and if you know the way people would say to you, give you a bit of bits of advice from time to time, like and so say, I, you wouldn't be too keen. But when Pat had something to say, you took it on board. Like and you know, great great man. Like worked worked very hard and worked worked hard for the the GA. Got had his swings and roundabouts. But my longest memory would be as a young fellow going to a match at about uh, maybe I was seven or eight, and Pat was the goalkeeper at the time. Like and sort of you know, it was very hard to get scores at that time. We were nearly as bad at scoring then as we are now. Like, but I mean, we scored three points in sixty minutes of the night in the mid-final. Like, but mm-hmm. that time, and that, it didn't happen too often. But Pat then would have his own way of going, sorting it out. Like, Pat would decide the fly goalkeeper had me in. You know, the lads in the soccer now they go up around the box at the other end trying to get this goal near the finish. But Pat used to do that as well. But before Pat would leave the goal line, he'd he had to, he used to wear a cap in the goal, keep the sun above his eyes. You see, mm-hmm. so he take he take the cap off and. He had dentures as well, and they went into the cap, <laughs> and, and they were in the back of the net. And then he went up. So, as young fellas in the sideline, we'd head on as well, like because yeah. there was bound to be action when Pat went to the other end. Because he <laughs> was, was travelling late, so up the field. Oh, definitely. Like, but it was all in the, the cause was the, the cause was there was a goal needed, and well, sadly the goal rarely came. Yeah. But uh, no, in, in the early stage, then when you know when the Ryan Cup was put up in the early sixties, Templemore won for the first couple of years. And I said Pat was involved in for the next. We won twenty-one in a row, and I said Pat was involved in most and played in the first few of them, and was a selector or a general encourager for an awful lot more of them. So it's really parish man and GA man and all that type of stuff. And, and you couldn't say enough good about Pat. But it's on. How are you doing, John? How are you doing, Eamon? You're welcome. Uh, good to be here. Yeah, it's great, sir. It's a great. It's a great um, um, evening and it's nice to have everybody else here and uh, a few people around his cousins and Pat's friends and our neighbours and that and it's, it's, it's a nice a nice occasion for everybody yeah absolutely a great tribute to you as well the uh, PRO and uh, your 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 video trip here as well yeah sure look at it. it's a nice thing it's it's a nice um, it's a nice piece of history I suppose to write for um, for ourselves as a family like you know that um, myself and and Charlie are both county PROs at the same time and I suppose. Uh, it's easy for me being, being to, to, to love the GEA, being living at home and that kind of stuff. But Charlie was born and reared in, in England and in London, like so. That in itself is a huge testament to himself, the love that he has for the GEA and his involvement with Round Towers over there. And you know, we're all very proud of him, you know. And, and I'm sure he wants to do greater things in the future. Absolutely, Tipperary County Board doing well. Well, it's just going okay, Eamon. I suppose yeah, we've had our hiccups and, and we've had our little bits and pieces that we wouldn't be so proud of maybe towards the end of the year. But um, that'll all be sorted out in due course, and um, you know, hopefully things will work out fine. <coughs> I just I just noticed that on your notes there before the for the program, um, that when you were a young lad growing up, or maybe seventeen or eighteen, um, there was sheep and lambs and all of that around here, around the kitchen. Uh, maybe yeah. one or two that mightn't be going so well. Tell us about it. Yeah, that's true. I suppose uh, they were they were my pet hate the sheep. Anyway, I suppose when Pat retired, they were the first thing that went out the door. But um, <laughs> Pat was very very fond of the sheep. Now, like and. Um, I suppose on many occasions when myself or and my brother Tim maybe come home on the odd occasion we'll be home late like yeah. on a Saturday night uh, we'd always have to be very quiet coming in because Pat would always be on the couch and uh, we wanted to try and get in away from Pat anyway because if he saw us coming in after 3 o'clock we'd be in a lot of trouble but And would you bring the girlfriends with you? I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, d- we dispensed them once before we got home they'd be okay like but uh, we often got up in the morning time anyway and you talk about roast lamb well, the, la- the lamb would be in the, sh- in the, in the oven alright but it mightn't be dead at the time but <laughs> such was Pat's love for the lambs like to keep them alive he'd maybe put them in the oven to keep them uh, warm Absolutely. <laughs> and it was once, one or two times I think he forgot to turn the oven off and we won't say any more about that one <laughs>
Oh, I just love Down Your Way. You can hear it in its entirety this uh, coming Saturday morning from uh, 10 o'clock with the great uh, Eamon O'Dwyer, as he says himself, another programme, another edition of Down Your Way. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie